Do you love movies? Do you love TV? Do you love when people give their opinions about your favorite movies and TV shows? Then you'll love Nady and Katie and the movies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Nady and Katie at the Movies. I am your host, Nathan, a.k.a. Nady, of course, and with me as always on this journey of movies and TV is Katie. Hi, Katie. How are you? I'm great. I'm, I'm actually recording this in my pajamas because <laughs> it are, it's the wee hours of the night. But, you know, when we promise the people something, we have to deliver. Last week. Obviously, it wasn't a brand new episode, but I did want to release something. So we released our in-game review when we were on our Marvel Cinematic Universe journey. So again, just wanted to put something else out there so there wasn't any more space between episodes. But here we are back on our Star Wars journey. And we had said before that we were going to go a little bit back in time before Rogue One which again, I think is one of the best recent Star Wars movies ever made. And so Andor season one takes place five years before Rogue One. So Katie, it's been a while. Would you do the honors of doing our synopsis? Wow. I got to shake the rest off for a little bit. Um, Okay. Andor. The TV series, 12 episodes, is named after Cassian Andor. He gets discovered by a man and a woman who are scavenging, looking for parts from the Empire ships, and they take him under his wing when his tribe gets, um, I guess, slaughtered. We never really get closure there, but they sort of kidnap him, but they make it seem like it was helping him. They adopt him, take him under their wing. He ends up moving to a new planet, which is... Ferrix? Ferrix. Thank you. Um, Ferrix. They say it enough. I should have remembered. Um, and so a lot of this, the show is focused on Ferrix and the life that he has there. He accidentally kills two people that work for the Empire, and that sets the ball rolling for um, him to basically be on the run. He accidentally joins into the beginning stages of the rebellion. You meet a guy that the Empire calls Axis. He's a really integral character. He's like sort of beginning stages of the rebellion. Also, he recruits Cassian to like basically say, hey, I'm doing some like pirate type work um, and I need you to help with that. So you run into this group of people. You think they might be like the Avengers of Star Wars pre-rebellion, just like a kind of hodgepodge of people. None of them are really that much together. They all just have one common goal in mind, which is take down the Empire or at least try. So they steal all this money from the Empire. There's several episodes about that whole thing. Um, they end up stealing tons of money from the Empire. Lots of those people in that group die. He's got kind of like a sort of girlfriend, but not back home at Fenix, Fer- Felix, 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 Felix. <laughs> and um, she gets captured by the Empire. Basically, the second half of the whole season is Cassian gets and more and more and more trouble and thicker, deeper, deeper into this rebellion, which he had never planned on doing. Um, there's a few episodes about him getting put in prison and then he ends up breaking out of prison. Um, so you start seeing that like leadership get developed. You start seeing his 
his skills get developed like ah, i accidentally killed a guy to now he's like holding a gun to a guy's chest and laser blasting him dead um and since i've been talking a long time nathan do you want to wrap up we both just watched the last episode so yeah it basically ends with cassian andor's mother passes away and so all these people from the empire think that he's going to go to his mother's funeral of course he does but he's in hiding so he doesn't really show his face but they uh, end up finding him anyway. And so he runs, he runs really fast. He goes, runs, 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 runs. And he gets to the spaceship and then he finally gets cornered by Axis. And basically the end of the season, because I do believe there's going to be more seasons the way they ended it. It ends with Cassian saying, you know, you can either kill me or you can take me in. And it ends Luther, with Axis thinking about it, and then it just ends. And then there's a post-credits scene after the ending of this, and you find out all the pieces that Cassian and all the other prisoners were building were, of course, pieces to what will become the Death Star. Death Star. You which know, pretty, funny which was is... pretty epic. I mean, I mean, it's an obvious thing that was going to occur, but it, they still did a pretty good job at making it look pretty epic. You know, it's funny. Um, I actually didn't think that there, I didn't know there was a post credit scene, but, but thank you for filling me in. <laughs> yeah. There's always like Oops. a big post credit scene at the end of these things. And no, uh, no, to backtrack Marvel. a little bit though, Katie. Um, yeah, I forgot a really off. big character that was mentioned also. So go ahead. Well, you were way off on um, Stellan Skarsgård's character's name. <laughs> uh, his name was Luthen. It's not Axis at all. I don't know where you well, got Well, it, it's from. not. Well, Axis is not his name. That's what the Empire keeps calling him. So that, um, that's not some other other big characters we that I left off in my summary was we have Dedra, which is not Deidre. It's Dedra. She's kind of our main bad guy, uh, bad girl. She's very intense, very aggressive, like wants to find and Cassius and Cassius Andor. And she also wants to find what they're calling as the Empire Axis, which is Luthen. So he's like, no, he doesn't go by Axis, but that's what they think. That's their code name for him. So Deidre's sort of our big bad girl. She's on the hunt constantly. That's who he's running from. Um, but then there's also this weird side kind of bad guy who's like rogue. It's like he's almost like the Boba Fett in the movie where it's like bad guy, but sort of in his own world. Like he wants to catch Andor for his own purposes to like prove his worth to his mother has nothing to do with really the empire. So I don't know if he'll just stay bad or if maybe somehow how he'll get turned around. Um, but I like what they're doing with that plot. And then Nathan, there's a, a very large role character that I didn't even mention. And her storyline is throughout this whole season. And from episode two, I was like, wait a minute. I think this is, I think I know who this is. And that is Mon Mothma. Mon Mothma. We get to see her beginnings. We know from all the other stuff that she becomes a crucial like leader in the rebellion. So we get to sort of watch how that takes place and leads up. So yeah, I, 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 I want to get right the person it. who sends the rogue people to go get the plans for the Death Star. And everything's all interconnected too. like you start. You definitely see a lot building. I think, I mean, if we want to get right into the our thoughts, they built up a lot of different storylines that they definitely 
have to have another season four to finish. Like there was, I loved that about this show. I felt like there was, I was invested in all the different moving pieces. It wasn't just Andor. Well, I remember when we talked about this show at first, you were like, there's no way they can do another season. I mean, this is the Rogue One. I'm like, but this show takes place five years before Rogue One. So like you just said, they have a a plethora of storylines they can dive into. And I really hope that that one episode was not the last time we see Andy Serkis's character. That, like, they kind of just ended that way too abruptly for that to be the last time you see him. Because I thought he was brilliant. I love Andy Serkis and almost everything he does. Well, he can't swim. So Yeah, I, I just felt like that was kind of, like, I kind of got what they were doing. Like, he probably knew he couldn't swim the whole time. And so he was just saying and acting confident to help everyone else get out of the prison. But I still think they kind of did in a way. I'm like, that can't be. No, no, that can't be it. Not, not with an actor like Andy Serkis. I mean, you got to use him again. You just got to. A lot of everyone's favorite parts on Star Wars are the droids. So there's one droid that really plays any role at all. And it's B2. He's got a little stutter. Do you think we'll see him again? And did you like that? Or did you feel like it was underutilized? I thought it was cute. I mean, you know, in every Star Wars movie, you have to have that that one droid who is either the comic relief or, you know, is the helper or something like that. So he's kind of like the R2-D2 of this season or this series. Uh, I, I will say I thought it was kind of cool. There was one episode where they kind of ended with Cassian meeting a version of a droid that he's going to eventually team up with which was K25 K2SO K2SO is the droid that he is friends with in Rogue One but he kind of meets a version of that droid so that was kind of cool to I see that I recognized that him I was like sitting here I was like why is that droid so familiar The show's kind of like with Rogue One though because you know in Rogue One you know that all of these characters die cuz they don't show up ever again in future star Wars movies and stuff. And it's kind of like that way with Andor. Like, you know, you know, which characters are going to make it out and you know, which characters aren't like Cassian and that other guy who escaped the prison together. They're in rogue one. So, you know, they're going to make it past the five. Possibly. I think they could do five seasons of the show and Andy Serkis's character. You, uh, well, that's not necessarily true because did you know, Katie, that Andy Serkis also played another star Wars character in what's the one that everyone hated last jedi <laughs> the last oh. jedi he played uh snoke oh. uh, actually he was also in force awakens and that's why people hated last jedi because of what they did with his character he played snoke and everyone thought he was going to be the new big bad guy and he ends up like dying in last jedi spoiler alert we haven't gotten there yet but he gets killed really quick actually and people were really upset about that but Andy Serkis played that character. And so I'm like, but could they connect? It doesn't look like it. Just for anyone who has it, it doesn't look like it. He's like an alien, but it's, I guess it's his voice. Well, yeah, he does a lot so of you could like, you could, you could pull it off. You could pull it off. Um, so you sound like you really liked it. Well, here's my di- issue with Disney Plus shows. Okay. And it's not just Star Wars. They do these shows with 12 episodes. Usually they do shows with six or nine or whatever. 
but they wanted to do 12 with this show. I appreciated that to a certain extent, but I also felt like there were still those episodes, like back-to-back episodes. I was kind of like, this is really slow. The show is really slow. And I know a lot of people were complaining that there wasn't a lot of like lightsaber fighting. I didn't really care about that, but it didn't really build until like the last couple episodes. And that that's usually how every Disney plus show is. It's, it's kind of good at the beginning. It's kind of meh in the middle. And then it builds up to like two or three really good final episodes. And I think that's what this show was. And I know a lot of people are going to listen to this and they're going to hate me because a lot of people are saying this is the best star Wars TV show ever made. Oh my gosh. I can't believe they did it. It was, it was fantastic. I thought it was good. I thought it was a good show. I thought the acting was great. Um, I thought the, some of the storylines were boring. I felt like they tried to, you know, check the box on certain things that they had in the show. I mean, will I watch the other seasons? Yes. Probably mostly to see if Andy Serkis comes back because oh my gosh, I seriously thought his character was like one of the best ones. I loved this. I might be one of those people that just that thinks this is one of the best TV shows because if if you're gonna tell me that all of the Star Wars Disney Plus stuff has that same pattern, I would say this is the best one. So like, yes, they all still have that slow pattern, but I would take the slow pattern. I would take the slow stuff in Andor over the slow parts of obi-wan kenobi or mandalorian i do really like mandalorian but i think the thing i liked most about this was some people really like the easter eggs like the obi-wan stuff you're just like constantly like oh and this is that and this is that and then this is that and this is what's going to become that this feels like so different that it got to be like refreshing like i feel like i'm almost just glad there's characters that i don't know at all and then just to get a little glimpse of something every once in a while. And Manmatha, like we don't know anything about her. I guess she might be like what you've said sometimes, like we never asked for the backstory on her. <laughs> but I really like the acting. I think she does a great job. Um, and I'm excited to see her quiet stillness get like a little more fierce. I'm sure she's going to like have to ramp that up as she finally come, almost kind of comes out of the closet of being... A, a rebel. I think my favorite character was Dedra, the bad guy, the bad girl. I thought she did an incredible job. Like Scott was making fun of me because he's like, no, she's awful. I'm like, exactly. I personally feel like she does an, a great job of just being mean and I take it seriously. Not all the bad guys, the bad, the girl in Obi-Wan. She wasn't scared of her, which I guess they turned her good in the end. So they didn't want you to be too scared. But like Dedra, just like the more you find out, just the more like evil she seems. And I I don't know. I like her. I don't like the Cyril storyline where his like he's got like an, a verbally abusive mother. And so he has to like prove something to her. But I do at least like a little bit that there's the confliction of like we've got this. We're seeing what causes someone to be the way they are. But they're both going to die because they're not in any of the uh, other Star Wars stuff. So it's just, you know, there's just those other characters that you're kind of like, the stakes aren't that high for these characters because they're not going to make it. But I will say this, this, the fact that I know that Cassian's going to get out of this, I I think I mentioned this before, it's kind of like the opposite of Black Widow. Because like Black Widow, I knew she was going to 
make it out of that movie because she dies in another one. So the stakes weren't that high. So that's why I didn't like it. I think this show does a good job at making you care about the character so much that you don't care that they make it out. So you still, there's still those moments you're like, oh my gosh, could this, oh wait, they don't die. But I still care if they could die. (laughs) They just did a really good job at like the, the intenseness and the suspense. They still had that there, even though you knew kind of already what was going to happen. But I will say they did have moments where they were like, oh, okay, that's going to be that character in Rogue One, like with the with the droid. They didn't do it as much as like, you know, the most recent Star Wars movies like Force Awakens, which was totally nostalgia based 100 percent. But I, I, I will say that they did have moments of of being like, oh, like Mon Mothma, you know, You're like, oh, that's her. That's the lady who, you know, is like the head of the rebellion. That's cool. I guess. I guess that's cool. Like you said, it's, it is one of those characters like that I really want to know how she became the stoic person who just stands there and talks. I guess I did. I guess I did. Well, I think it's important. And so as a as a woman maybe that doesn't like as much of the fighting stuff, I think it brings an important side of understanding when you're at war, like it's not just the fighting with your lightsabers. Like war is also on the couch, having a like conversation where you're both saying something without saying something like you're almost having a whole conversation underneath another conversation. So all those little ins and outs and the politics of it all, like I do think that's important to highlight in part of the rebellion because that's, that's a large part of it. Like she's fighting the war just as much. Um, of course, again, it's not as action packed. However, I think it's really important. I'm glad that they're like bringing that side in. I just want to see laser swords. I don't know. Yeah. All the things that make it like star Warsy that made it so popular. I feel like they weren't there. Well, I mean, rogue one was kind of like that. I don't think rogue one had any lightsaber fights and they had epic Donnie Yen and though with his, you know, staff and everything hitting people with it i'm not one of those people that's a big complainer about like oh there wasn't any lightsabers and stuff like that i think again it it was like one of those slow builds to this epic conclusion where you know you had explosions going off you had the empire trying to shoot all these people i will say and and again i don't want people to hate me but i felt like they were trying to make the empire look a little more like the police Mm, no, I totally saw that. This was a riot where the police went violent. Yeah, for sure. so I don't know. I was conflicted about how I felt about that. And I don't know that that's necessarily what they were going for, because I was actually thinking it when I was watching it, um, that I think the point was more so to say, wow, like, you know, these were police in the sense of like, you know, keep law and order will arrest you. But that's kind of like the fact that they started shooting rather than just, hey, we'll arrest you for protesting. I think that that's just trying to say, wake up, people like Cassian's mom says uh, Marva. She's like they have like a big projection of her after she's died. And she's just kind of like inciting everyone to be like, fight the empire. They're evil. So, yeah, I think I think this is going to be a huge launching pad of like, wow, these people were unjustifiably shot. And that's going to really piss people off. Sorry, excuse my French. That's going to really tick people off. 
around the galaxy to hear about this to say whoa 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 these people were just like protesting and instead of getting arrested they got they all got shot up katie do you have any final thoughts before we give this show our grogu rating our grogu rating i've been missing grogu um no i want to rate it um i i'm just i'm very curious i'm excited to see more episodes of this it left me wanting more for sure um, so I'm excited. I think there are still a lot of dynamic characters that I want to find out more on. Will they be good or bad at the end? I'm going to give it five and a half. That's a pretty high rating, but I liked it a lot. I'd probably give it a, a solid four because I I enjoyed it, but I'd still think it's it follows the same pattern as every Disney Plus show, which I just don't like. I don't like the slowness. I like a show that keeps my attention all the way through. And so far, no Disney Plus show, I think, has, except maybe Hawkeye, surprisingly. Who is the only would Disney have Plus guessed? show that has kept my attention the entire time. And even Mandalorian had episodes. I was kind of like, mm, this is kind of slow. But I ended up liking it more than, let's say, She-Hulk, you know. Don't Which, don't don't speak about that. I don't even, uh, we don't have to watch that now, right? We're off of our Marvel Universe kick, so. I mean, if we wanted to, we could watch a Marvel thing every now and then and come on just to fill well, well, an episode slot. One. Well, not that one. I'd like to know your uh, homework for me. What is our homework? Well, we're going to go back to our original timeline. So we went backwards for Andor. So now we're going to go back to our original timeline and we're going to watch probably the last four episodes of the Boba Fett show. Last time we talked about this, I mentioned that the Boba Fett show wasn't that um, wasn't that interesting to me anyway. And I'm so I forced myself to watch the whole thing. And this comes after Mandalorian, correct? Like because it comes after Mandalorian, refresh. I believe, season two. I okay. think. And so the last three or four episodes is is really, I think, the most important. And then we'll move on to something else after that. I don't know what yet, but that's what we're going to be watching next. So if you're following along with us, thank you for joining us again. I know it's been a long time, but we're on this journey once again, and we're not going to skip anything at all. We're going to just watch everything. It's going to be fun. If you say so. Thanks for listening to Nady and Katie at the movies. Feel free to leave us a review so people can find the show. Follow us on all our social media platforms. And if there's a movie that you wish for us to watch, you can contact us at nadyandkatie at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.